Welcome to Revitalize Your Relationship. You are listening to Episode 74, Power Struggles and an Unsupportive Partner. Hello there, lovers. My name is Erin Aquin. Hey, before we get into it today, have you gone through the five-day Bring Back the Love Challenge? If not, I really want to invite you. We are having so much fun. We're learning so much. People are getting amazing breakthroughs going through this very simple yet very deep challenge. I am all about giving you things you can use right away in your relationship and not bogging you down with like a thousand page email or something like that. So these are real exercises that I use with my clients and I really hope that you will give yourself about 10 minutes a day for five days to go through these exercises. This really does have the potential of changing your entire perspective and getting you on the path to an incredible relationship. So if you have not done that yet, head over to the link here in the show notes, or if you're near a computer and not driving your car, <laughs> revitalizeyourrelationship.com slash love dash challenge. Okay. Today we are talking about power struggles. Now we all know what a power struggle is. Um, it's like the undertone of two people in sort of an adversarial relationship and really using their area of power, holding it over the other person's head. You know that I like to talk about healthy relationships in a way where they act like a team, two people in a couple, in a partnership, working together as a team. We talked about mental load last week, but Sometimes this looks like one person taking ownership over one area of life and another person taking over a different ownership over a different area. A power struggle is when two people are maybe using those areas that they have taken ownership of or are trying to infringe on someone else's sort of zone. And it definitely has the undertone of being a competition. There's like a subtle competitive thing. There's a lot of one-upping each other. And sometimes this is very subtle. You may not even know consciously that this is happening in your relationship. And a lot of times what it looks like from the outside is things like using money against the other person, using sex, denying sex to the other person because you're mad about something unrelated to your intimate relationship. So there can be a lot of this stuff going on in the undertones of a relationship. And what happens, one of the ways you can sort of notice this, if it is a subtle thing that's happening, maybe you're just at the beginning stages of a power struggle in your your marriage or your long-term relationship. But when you feel like you are always on alert, like your home is not a comfortable space, like you are always monitoring what you say and what you do, or you're always walking on eggshells. Maybe you are also monitoring what your partner says and does, looking for ways where you can misinterpret. You know, what did you mean by that? Jumping down their throat about something that they have said or something that they've done. Often this is a side effect of a power struggle going on. One of the big examples that I like to use, because I think this happens in many couples, when two people are not making the same amount of money, 
Um, the person who makes more money, let's say they go out and they make a big purchase that seems really frivolous to the other person. So maybe your partner goes out and they buy like a foosball table. <laughs> I don't know. I think that would maybe be really fun, but let's say your partner does that and you think foosball is stupid and you think this is really frivolous. You have 10 other projects that you'd like to use the money for in your home, but suddenly you come home and there's a very expensive foosball table with like, I don't know, gold pieces. <laughs> so something that seems over the top to you. But in your mind, even though you're super pissed off, you don't bring it up with them because you have sort of in your mind projected forward and you see that if you bring this up, you you vent your frustration to your partner um, or you question their purchase that you are going to definitely get into an argument. This is what you think in your head. You're like, we're going to get into an argument. Your partner is going to say something mean to you like, well, I make more money than you so I can buy whatever I want. So instead of getting yourself into a position where you're potentially going to argue, you just stuff in your frustration. You don't say anything. You don't ask them about it. You don't question anything. And what starts to happen often you probably experienced this, but the undertones of resentment just start brewing, right? You start making passive aggressive comments like, oh, I was going to buy this at the grocery store, but you know, I thought it might be a little frivolous. I didn't want to waste money on something we don't really need. Hmm? Um, and then your partner maybe picks up on this passive aggressive way you're treating them and guess what happens? An argument. An argument happens anyway. All of your frustrations bubble up. You spew them out. They say the thing you were afraid they were going to say, and now you're not talking for three days. So this is a very, very common. If this has happened to you, you're not alone. Most of my clients have had some version of this story go down. This happens with a power struggle because you think that they are sort of lording their money or their paycheck over you. And then you start taking or hoarding the power in some other domain in your life, maybe with your kids. You're like, well, we are not coming to your work Christmas party this year because I'm going to take the kids here and they want to do this other thing instead. So it can just become this very petty power struggle in relationships. You've heard me say, but I will say again, that many relationships end not because of some big catastrophic event, but because of small day-to-day -day hurt feelings. That is often the poison for many, many relationships. So it's really important that if you notice this type of behavior in yourself, in your partner, in your relationship, this tone or undertone is there, you do need to address this before it becomes a big problem. I see this actually happen sometimes when I'm doing consultation calls with people who are um, interested in working with me um, and they'll go through the whole process. We'll get to know each other. We're having a really nice connection and they're like, I definitely want to work with you. You have told me what I need to know. I'm ready to work with you. But what I'm having trouble figuring out is how do I talk to my spouse about this? How do I talk to my partner about this? It's so fascinating when this happens. People get really nervous to bring up 
the commitment to coach. And I mean, to me, I don't care if they tell their partner or not. I've had clients work with me. Their partner had no idea they were coaching with me. That's totally fine. I think it's your business who you tell. (laughs) But for many of my clients, it's important that their partner knows where they're spending money, where they're spending time. So they want to involve their partner in that conversation. And when we dig a little deeper and get to the bottom of where that nervousness is coming from, it's often coming from the exact same place within them, the nervousness to share about coaching. It's the same place as why their relationship is in this adversarial kind of power struggle standoff. They see the steps to having a thriving relationship, but The barrier is they don't want to give their partner, and and I quote, the upper hand. They don't want to be vulnerable and tell them that they want to work with a coach, fix the relationship. They don't want their partner to like poke at them every time something doesn't come out of their mouth in a way that they has integrity or they don't want to have their face rubbed in it if they don't suddenly start acting perfectly. And to me, that's just like, exactly the problem that got them into this mess in the first place. So I hope this is something you also think about. If you're having a significant struggle in your relationship, but you feel like you're hiding out, um, podcasts are a great way to hide out. I love that you're listening to the podcast, obviously, but you know, if you're kind of just taking in information in a passive way and you are not doing something really powerful to apply the work that I'm giving you, I want you to just check in with yourself and notice if it's because you think your partner is going to judge you, you think they're not going to support you, you think they're going to think it's stupid to do any work with a coach or work on yourself, like any of that. So notice that. And I also want to give you something I think is pretty mind-blowing to consider. So brace yourself. And don't turn off the podcast once I say it. Just hear me out. (laughs) If you have questions about it, you're welcome to email me. But if you aren't taking the next step in some area of your life to do the big things you want to do, whether it's to fix your relationship or do something that you think your partner may not support or they're going to hold money over you or they're going to hold the time against you or you you just have this idea in your head that there's going to be a fight or an argument if you bring it up. I want you to consider this. It is actually not your partner's job to do the work of supporting you. Let me say that again. It is not your partner's job to do the work of supporting you. Seriously, think about this for a second. All the things we have in the world, the the greatest advancements, the greatest accomplishments that humans have accomplished, a lot of those things happened Because a single person decided to believe in themselves and to do something against the grain. No one believed in them. No one believed it was possible. The internet (laughs) was not possible until the moment it appeared. A lot of people would never have considered that we were going to go to space, have video phone calls with people thousands of miles away. The most astonishing things in the world only exist Today, because the person who conceived it and believed in it continued to do so even though their opinion was not popular and people probably thought they were crazy. Likewise, consider all the times that everyone believed in something. Like 
sports fans, for instance, they go to a game and they completely believe that their team is going to win. They support their players wholeheartedly. And those players still lose the game. So here's the thing. External support, whether people agree with you, whether they think it's the right decision, whether they support how you spend your time or your money, that does not create anything in the world. It is your thoughts, the belief in yourself, your own feelings of determination and dedication, plus your openness to do whatever it takes to fail, to experiment, to try again. That is what creates your life. That creates your results. So if you have a relationship that you are not proud of, if you have a relationship that you really want to get better, I want to challenge you to stop looking at your partner to do the work. Stop looking at your partner to even support you if you choose to do the work. Decide that you have your own back. Because the second piece of this is that, of course, it's 100, it's lovely if other people support you and believe in you. But I also want to argue that it's even more fun to do something amazingly well when nobody else believes in you. I can tell you from experiencing this with a lot of clients, it's incredible for them to watch their relationship transform, not because they convince their partner to change or lift a finger, but because my clients decide that they're going to become empowered, they're going to change, they're going to do the work, and then lo and behold, the relationship changes and their partner is like, what happened to you? It's like magic. You're totally different. They didn't have the support at first. They didn't know what coaching was. Their partner, you know, was like, oh, coaching's this woo-woo thing. Interesting, right? So that's the first kind of piece of this. You don't need external support in order to get what you want in life. You need your own support. You need to have your own back. And then sort of the second piece of that that goes hand in hand is truly, this is the secret. This is what I teach my clients. I'm going to tell you everything I do with people in six months right now. When you truly love who you are by default and you have confidence because you know that your worth isn't created by what other people think of you, how they judge you, what they see in you, whether they believe in you, when you know that your confidence and your self-worth comes from you, you love yourself, having an amazing relationship is easy. So easy. Laughably easy. When you truly have all of your own needs and desires covered, the only thing left for your partner to do is to show up and to receive love from you, to be in your space, to have fun with you. And the crazy thing is not only is that freedom for them because they can just be seen by you, they can just be in your space. Like when you're dating someone, you're there to find out who they are. When that's sort of the attitude about your relationship, you're like, I love you already. I've loved you for years and I'm here to just to find out who you are and to be in your space. That is so much more beautiful for them. And it's so much more fun for you because you are covered. You're good. You're empowered. Their mood doesn't affect you. There's no scorekeeping. There's no power struggles. It's impossible to have a power struggle with another person if you are not delegating your happiness and your self-worth to them. Their mood can't touch you. Their opinion can't touch you. And in fact, they're allowed to have it. You can listen to it with an open mind. Maybe learn something from it. But ultimately, it does not touch you at the core. And that's just what I wanted to share today. Power struggles are this very weird sort of form of um, 
adult tantrums. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Having a power struggle with someone else still means that you're looking to see what they do for you to know your next move. What I teach you on this podcast, what I teach all of my clients that I work with is that the person who knows your next move, where your next move should come from is you. It's within you. If you have not done the five day challenge, please definitely go sign up for that because I give you a taste of this within the challenge and all of my clients get a six month crash course (laughs) in how to love yourself, how to be in the driver's seat and how to use my entire tool belt in order to create an incredible relationship. I hope you have a beautiful week and a beautiful relationship. Take care.